Penguins lost. They need to reverse the Derek Broussard trade and get Ian Cole back because they clearly have no chance without Ian Cole. Matt Hunwick is a saboteur on the payrolls of the Flyers, Capitals, and Devils. Paid to ruin the Penguins, and he's doing a great job so far. There. That's what you wanted to hear. I hope you're happy. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to dial to go one-on-one with the great one. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Happy birthday to Donnie Iris, King Cool, 75 years old today. Today is officially Donnie Iris Day in the city of Pittsburgh. And the third of Donnie's birthday shows takes place March 10th. That's a week from Saturday at the Palace Theater in Greensburg. Okay. Ian Cole is a Latter-day Doug Harvey, and Matt Hunwick sucks. Now... We're going to start the reality portion of our program. The Penguins lost the game last night. 3-2 to New Jersey at home. So what? They had won 11 straight at home. I didn't expect them to go undefeated the rest of the season. Hunwick had good moments and bad moments last night. We're going to have a report card on Hunwick after every game because the focus is going to be misplaced, yet very intense. But here's what I got out of last night's game moving forward. You can't allow that many shots. The Devils don't have a ton of firepower past their first line uh, with Taylor Hall. And the Devils got 38 shots. That's absurd and way too many. Connor Sherry's got to pick his game up if he wants to keep dressing. Sherry was invisible last night. No shots in 13 minutes of ice, no points, and Sherry was just a total non-factor. When Sherry doesn't get points, he doesn't help. And last night, he didn't help. Zach Aston-Reese would be a better fit on that Broussard line. Aston-Reese would also inject a bit more physicality into the lineup, but he won't do it right now or anytime real soon because Aston-Reese has a longer-term upper body injury, according to Coach Mike Sullivan. So Sherry has some time to prove his worth, which he deserves. Phil Kessel didn't practice today. I think Phil's playing hurt, uh, maybe because of the consecutive game streak. The Penguins are not going to roll four lines. You might think that, and it's nice to talk about that, but it's not going to happen. It sure didn't happen last night. Kuhnhockel and Rowney each played about four minutes. Shane got some extra shifts on wing, sometimes in place of Sherry. But that Broussard trade made the Penguins a three-line team. Kuhnhockel and Rowney are going to get some PK time, although Kuhnhockel didn't even get that last night. The PK up front was handled by Rowney, Rust, Haglin, and Shane. So those are my major takeaways from last night. You can't allow that many shots. Connor Sherry's got to pick his game up. And the Penguins are not going to roll four lines. Uh, DeSmith let in some bad goals. A couple. Sid and Gensel played well together like you knew they would. 
Gino played great, but didn't get on the score sheet. There was one flurry when Gino had like five chances in 10 seconds. Uh, Broussard wasn't great, but, but he'll be fine. First game jitters with the new team, I think. Uh, the biggest story is allowing 38 shots. The Penguins got to play better defensively, and even more than that, they got to take care of the puck better. Their puck management was epically bad. Uh, Mike Sullivan called it exactly right after the game. The coach said, quote, We were trying to outscore them instead of trying to outplay them, unquote. That is right on the money. The Penguins kept trying to hit home runs instead of stringing together singles. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Let's talk hockey. Dial 412-333-WXDX. One thing needs to be understood. The Steelers are done now, and the Pirates aren't here yet, and they're going to suck. So we're going to get a ton of bad hockey analysis by people who normally can't be bothered to talk or write about it at all. Uh, There's just a ton of uninformed overreaction out there to a couple losses. And you know what? The Penguins may well lose again tomorrow night at Boston. That's a tough place to play, and that's a good hockey team. But I'm not bothered because the Penguins have a great team. They're two-time defending Stanley Cup champs, which some of you seem to have forgotten. And if the Penguins don't win the Stanley Cup, it won't be because Jim Rutherford did anything wrong. The other teams are good, and they want to win too. The growing notion that Ian Cole is this huge loss is among the most absurd things I've encountered in 22 glorious years at the pinnacle of Pittsburgh Sports Radio. By the way, if you'd like to meet the man who spent the last 22 years at the pinnacle of Pittsburgh Sports Radio... I will be at the fire pit in Irwin tomorrow night. That's right off the Irwin exit of the PA Turnpike. Fire pit's great. Great wings. Great prime rib. Been out there. Well, this will be my fourth time, and it gets better every time. So please do join me tomorrow night at the fire pit in Irwin for a Penguins viewing party. I'll have the usual tchotchkes like uh, my Flyers troll shirts, although I'm almost out again. Who knows when it'll be the final printing, but come out and get yours. And a bunch of freebies, Sidney Crosby plaques, uh, a couple penguin ski caps. So be sure to stop at the fire pit tomorrow night and check me out for a penguin's watch party. You know, I take pictures out to sign 8x10s, and I gave out at least 40 of those over my last two appearances. I'm amazed anyone wants those. What do you do with them? I bet you take them home and wipe off the spilled beer on your kitchen table. Uh, Getting back to last night's game, boy, the Devils are fast. Taylor Hall is so fast, he should come with Immigrant Song as his soundtrack. Valhalla, I am coming. Same with Michael Grabner. A couple of fast guys, and that's a fast team. Uh, Last night convinced me the Devils would not be an easy playoff opponent for the Penguins, although I do think the Penguins would win. 
I think the easiest playoff opponent for Pittsburgh in the first round would be Philadelphia. But they would also be the scariest because of all the baggage. And right now, the Penguins and Flyers would play in the first round. That would have all the potential to be a high, high, high-scoring series. Yikes. Uh, In much bigger news, much bigger, Papa John's and the NFL have split up. Papa John's is no longer the official pizza of the National Football League. The official pizza of the NFL is now Pizza Hut. The NFL must have some informal rule that the league's official pizza must be as bland and boring as too many NFL games are. Uh, Yesterday we talked about the NFL Competition Committee potentially changing pass interference from a spot foul to a 15-yard penalty like in college ball. And you know what team would be hurt by that the most? The Steelers. Offensively anyway. The Steelers gained 299 yards as a result of pass interference last year. Under the proposed rule change, they would have lost 128 of those yards. That's an interesting debate, that rule, from a Steelers perspective. It would help Artie Burns, but it would hurt Antonio Brown. Uh, I guess negotiations between the Steelers and Lev Bell aren't going so good. Bell has removed all references to the Steelers from his Twitter page. Way to go, Lev. You really showed them. What a dink. What an absolute dink Lev Bell is. Although Kevin Colbert, the GM, said he's still optimistic that the Steelers can uh, get Le'Veon Bell a long-term deal. We'll talk about that and a few other things Colbert said uh, just a bit later on in the show. So that's the opening segment. It's over, and thank God. We got Rupert. We got Dejan. We got the best hockey talk in town right here on 105.9 The X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to skip right to my original thought and just say this is stupid. You're stupid. Thanks for calling. The X at 105.9. Here's a tweet that's exemplary of the feedback I'm getting when I say losing Ian Cole should be no big deal. Mark tweets, to sit there and say that losing Cole isn't a big deal is just ignorant. We've lost just about all our grit and shot blocking. I like the trade and think we'll be okay, but that doesn't mean losing Cole didn't leave a big hole on our team. First off, Mark, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that losing Cole is a big deal, we've lost just about all our grit and shot blocking, and then say you like the trade. That makes no sense and shows what a dope you are. He was the number five defenseman. Guess what he is in Columbus? I've seen their depth chart. He is the number five defenseman. That doesn't mean he's no good, doesn't mean he didn't help, does mean he should be relatively easily replaced. And it's not a grit game or shot blocking game these days, it's a speed and puck control game. And if Hunwick can get his game together, he's superior at both those attributes to Ian Cole. Now, Ian Cole on the PK, yeah, that left the hole. And they've got to figure out a way to kill it, but... Without Ian Cole not there to kill the penalties, you know who I think can do it? Somebody else. 
Here's a couple odd pen stats. Going into last night's game, the Penguins had just 22 power play opportunities in February. That's the fewest in the league. How the heck does that happen all of a sudden? Since the 2009-10 season, the Penguins have the most reported concussions in the NHL. That's real interesting because the Penguins traditionally don't play overly physical. I would presume that the Penguins have the most reported concussions because the Penguins take the process more seriously because of the situation with Sid back when and do their due diligence. Uh, the Devils looked real good last night, and as I mentioned, the Penguins aren't going to have an easy playoff series. That's just how the NHL is. No crap teams are going to make the playoffs. New Jersey was a revelation last night. Taylor Hall was everywhere. The Devils are still very systematic under Hines, but they just stirred a ton of speed into that mix. Uh, now with the addition of Grabner, New Jersey is every bit as fast as the Penguins. Just as fast, not as skilled, but more physical. And they iced the puck a lot. When the Devils were protecting a lead late last night, they iced the puck to the point where it was mind-numbing. And then they just packed five guys in front of the goalie when the Penguins were working around the perimeter with the goaltender out late. And I said, yep. That's the Devils okay. They reverted back to being the Devils, and uh, successfully so. They've they've won their share. Uh, last night was very entertaining, end-to-end. New Jersey had the better of play, and like I said, more shots. That's the key stat from last night. 38 shots against is way too many. Uh, DeSmith played well in goal for Pittsburgh, but, but New Jersey's third goal was a bad goal. Uh, a deflection... Okay, but from a sharp angle, and if the Smith is on the post like he should be, the puck hits. And that Palmieri goal, that wrist shot, yeah, Alexiak screened him, but it was from a fur piece out. Uh, as the great Tom Barrasso once said, the great saves don't take bad goals out of the net. Uh, here's the Matt Hunwick scorecard, as promised, in shows open. Hunwick scored a goal and was even on the plus-minus. He was also on the ice for a power play goal against, and like I said, that's where Cole's lots hurts the most on the PK. Hey, X amount of you have determined that Hunwick is going to be the reason the Penguins don't win a third straight Stanley Cup. So I'm going to monitor every move made by Matt Hunwick. I think Hunwick uh, going to be fine. I think he just needs to get some games in, uh, got back in the lineup uh, about 10 or 12 days ago and had sat for the best part of a month before that. Last year in the playoffs, Matt Hunley played the most minutes of any Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman. So Mike Babcock, pretty good coach, he thinks Hunwick is good. 412-333-9939 posted a blog about the MLB Players Association and their grievance against the Pirates, which is obviously true, but, but how are you going to prove it? Uh, it's like Coonley said in between sips. Uh, 
We spent money on player development, on scouting, on different baseball developmental areas, and how are you going to prove they didn't? We got Mike Rupp talking hockey at 4.30. Want your thoughts on last night's Penguins game? And uh, if they do play the Devils, I think they'll beat them. But, boy, it'll be fast, real fast. But if it's speed versus speed and the speed's equal, the Penguins have more skill. It didn't pay off last night, but it would in the best of seven series. 105.9 X. It's funny stuff has no taste. Like, for example, this show. Double M, I just wanted to say how funny that was. Now I'm going to cut you off before you can make a joke. VX at 105.9. Uh, here's that quote from the Pirates president, Frank Coonley, uh, regarding the MLBPA grievance, the players' union, saying the Pirates don't spend their revenue sharing money on improving their on-field product as is required. Coonley said, we have also made significant investments in scouting, signing amateur players, our player development system, and our baseball facilities, unquote. I don't know if they did or didn't, but how would you prove otherwise? And it's important to note the Pirates payroll has gone up fractionally uh, over the last few years, but it's remained 24th in MLB. So if it is increasing, it's increasing by way of the inflationary nature of MLB payrolls and not because the Pirates are trying to make their team better. We'll see how this grievance goes because the MLBPA, the Players Union, is the most powerful union in sports. If you want proof, baseball is the only big-time sport without a salary cap. I think the Pirates could get everybody to shut up if they'd sign Neil Walker. Put Walker at second, Harrison at third. Put this Moran Jamoke on the back burner. And eventually you're going to trade Harrison anyway, but in terms of getting the grievance diluted and getting people off the Pirates' back, the fan base, the media, everybody, signing Neil Walker or signing somebody would go a long way. But I'm relatively sure that's not going to happen. Here's that Steelers news I promised you. Kevin Colbert, the Steelers general manager, he said that Ryan Shazier will not play in 2018, but will still be part of the team as he goes through his rehab. Uh, yeah, part of the team, whatever that means. I, I get it. It's important to Shazier. If it helps in his recovery, I'm all for it. But at some point, I wonder if Shazier gets depressed being around something he can no longer do. Colbert also said there are no plans to trade Martavis Bryant. He said that when other teams read that report, they called Colbert and he shut him down. Colbert also said he never doubted the Steelers' focus this past season. I think he's wrong about that. He said the Steelers are okay with the way they use social media. I think he's wrong about that. And Colbert also believes the Steelers can sign Bell long-term. I think he's wrong about that. I mean, Kevin has less BS in him than most uh, pro sports executives, and he's just saying what he has to say there, but uh, I am not buying most of what he was selling speaking today at the Combine. Uh, the U.S. is trying to get the World Cup of Soccer in 2026, but might lose out to Morocco because everybody hates Trump. 
Now, Trump mathematically can't still be president in 2026 unless he does some kind of weird FDR type of thing and goes for more than two terms. But hey, whatever. Go to Morocco. It's a lot nicer in Morocco. You'll like it better in Morocco. A little side note, I saw a tweet today about Isley's. Remember Isley's, the ice cream store, chip tam, barbecue sauce, deli? Used to be a ton of them. Now I think there's one in Westview, one on the north side, and one in Washington, PA. And I don't think any of the remaining Isley's serve those skyscraper ice cream cones. Remember them? Will somebody please bring back the skyscraper ice cream cone? If any of you have the scoop that was used for the skyscraper ice cream cone, I'll do it myself. But I got to have, before I kick the bucket, I got to have another uh, Isley-style skyscraper ice cream cone. Let's go to Jimmy in Morgantown, West Virginia. Jimmy, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, Big Sexy? What up, man? Hey, so I agree with you. The biggest problem was the 38 shots, but if Ian Cole's in that lineup, he probably blocks about, like, five to ten of them. I think he blocks all 38. I mean, no, but he could very well make a difference. Are you serious in saying that Ian Cole would have blocked five to ten of those shots? Yeah, he could have, fat boy. Yeah, fat boy. Tell you what, I could block the shots with my girth. I think uh, your mom blocked my genitals with her. Was it her nose or her eyelid? I forget which one it was. And I would say your wife, but you're obviously too immature to have been married. But then again, look who's talking. See, that's what I mean. People think Cole is like, I mean, nobody noticed him when he was here. And now he's gone and he's going to be the reason they lose. Ah, Let's go to Lewis at Mario's. Lewis, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good day, Mark. I said good day. Um, my question is, are you aware, I'm sure you are, with how the NFL flexes their schedule second half of the year? I think it was the Sunday night game. What, for TV games? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. I hate okay. that because if I am scheduled to go to a Penguin game at a certain time, I don't want that time changed. You don't want, well, okay, so you wouldn't be a fan of the NHL, for ratings reasons, getting, let's say, I think the Rangers were on twice as I am not in favor of the NHL switching the time of a game in Pittsburgh for any reason at all, ever. All right. Interesting. Thank you. Don't forget, I don't watch the home games on TV. I go to the home games. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. Uh, Just a quick question with Shazier and other athletes. When they get injured like he does, do they still get paid their salary as if they're still on the team? Uh, I I think so, but I think the Steelers get reimbursed a lot of that via insurance. I think if a player's injured, his contract becomes, in effect, guaranteed. Thank you for the call. Uh, Don't forget, I'm at the uh, fire pit in Irwin tomorrow night for Penguins Watch Party. Kiss wrote a song about that called The Fire Pit. It sets my soul on fire. Oh, wait, that's Firehouse. Well, still a great song. And uh, follow uh, Pittsburgh Fitness Model. I've tweeted her pictures out. Marie Blanchard, at Marie Blanchard 
Follow her on Twitter just to see her ass grow. She's doing these exercises to make her ass bigger, and it's getting bigger and better and more beautiful by the second. I've never seen an ass grow like that except, you know, when I go through one of my chocolate chip cookies and ice cream phase, and that's a different kind of big ass. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike Rupp next hour. going to talk about my statement yesterday that the Penguins now are better than the Penguins when they walked off the ice after having won game six of last year's Stanley Cup final. I stand by that, but I acknowledge there's a bit more risk now. And I'll tell you what that risk is uh, at the top of the hour. I want your thoughts on the Penguin game last night. It's just a loss in February. It's no big deal. But I think the takeaways were too many shots allowed, 38. Connor Sherry would have blocked all of those. Excuse me, Ian Cole would have blocked all of those. Connor Sherry wouldn't have taken any of those or blocked any or thrown a hit because he played 13 minutes last night and he was invisible. If we're just tuning in, Zach Aston Reese, according to Mike Sullivan, has a longer-term injury. And I think Connor Sherry needs to make the most of Zach Aston Reese's injury because if he does not, he may give up his lineup spot to him uh, moving forward once Zach Aston Reese is okay and ready to play. Interesting stat. When he was Sheary, Connor Sheary had six goals in 14 games. Since he told us he was Sherry, Connor Sherry has six goals in 47 games. Just saying. And then the other takeaway is that uh, the Penguins aren't going to have a four-line team. They're just not. I mean, I know Sully likes to talk about rolling four lines. Kuhnhackle and Ronnie barely got on the ice last night. When they got Broussard, they became a three-line team. And guys on the fourth line will kill penalties. And like Shane did last night, maybe take the occasional shift up in the top nine to get him some more ice time. By the way, here's the dope on Shazier. Uh, Bob McLaughlin very quickly looked it up. His contract next year would pay him nearly $9 mil. It's guaranteed for injury and can be restructured in order to free up more cap space for the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are ever going to let Ryan Shazier go broke. But his contract for next year, almost $9 million, is guaranteed. I'm Mark Madden. You're listening to Home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. In just a moment, we're going to dig deeper into the pizza controversy. The NFL's official pizza was Papa John's. It is now Pizza Hut. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. SG, hola, good sir. Hola. Hey, Mark, how you doing? My solution is give me my cake and eat me too. The X at 105.9. We talked about Pizza Hut replacing Papa John's as the official pizza of the National Football League. What's the fallout from that? Will NFL fans automatically switch to Pizza Hut now? Did they ever eat Papa John's in the first place? Will Pizza Hut sales go up while Papa John's sales go down? 
I'm just going to keep eating slice on Broadway while I don't watch NFL games. I assume that's not against the law or anything. Slice on Broadway, the official pizza of not watching the National Football League. How many people actually eat pizza at the restaurant these days? Unless it is a walk-in like, like a Monticello's or an Italian restaurant. Isn't pizza totally takeout or delivery now? Although I do like the slice location at PNC Park. That's kind of a walk-in Italian restaurant. Pizza Hut used to be all over the place. Not as many now in Pittsburgh. Oh, oh wait, that's wrong. I just Googled it. There are 17 Pizza Huts in Western Pennsylvania. That's a lot. I can't imagine that anyone in Pittsburgh goes to a Pizza Hut. Or for that matter, Papa John's. There are so many great mom and pops here in Pittsburgh. I mentioned Slice on Broadway, Fiori's, Aiello's, Minio's, Bato's, Beto's. The list is just about endless. Who in Pittsburgh would go to a Pizza Hut? If you do, if that's your thing, I mean, go for it. I just, I wouldn't. And I don't. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Uh, John Gruden, who is coming back to the NFL to coach the Raiders, says he doesn't like analytics. He likes the old-fashioned way. Unquote. You know what Gruden's hire reminds me of? It reminds me of when the Tampa Bay Lightning hired Barry Melrose's coach in 2018 after he'd spent 13 years working in the media and away from coaching. Barry was out in Tampa Bay after just 16 games. Barry had kept up with the game of hockey, yeah, but he hadn't kept up with how the game is coached. It wouldn't shock me if Gruden had similar trouble, but he signed a 10-year contract, so he's going to last longer than 16 games. Let's get back to the Penguins. Penguins lose last night 3-2 against New Jersey. That's two losses in a row, albeit two one-goal losses. A third loss in a row, not only possible, but perhaps probable tomorrow night when the Penguins visit Boston. What's your take on the team after the trade deadline reset? And uh, to, to recap my negative takeaways from last night's loss, too many shots against. Connor Sherry, absolutely invisible. And this isn't a negative, but it's just, you know, the direction the team is going. They're a three-line team now. They've got a loaded top nine. There's no reason to play that fourth line except to use... Coon Hockle and Ronnie to kill penalties. Shane's going to get extra ice. You know what would surprise me, actually? Well, I don't know. Dominic Simone is technically in the minors. Even with Zach Aston Reese out for a few weeks, wouldn't shock me if Sherry got scratched the next game. Shane got moved to left wing on that Broussard line, and then Ronnie centers the fourth line with Coon Hockle and whoever. Wouldn't shock me either if Chad Ruweedle gets a game right soon just because you can't not play him forever and expect him to be ready 
if somebody gets hurt. Let's go to Joe in Greensburg. Joe, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the spring. I was disappointed uh, uh, two games ago because they were 9-0-1, and to me it was like trying to fix a wheel. It isn't broke. Okay, you know it's only February, right? Yeah. You're not trying to have an undefeated run in February and March. You're trying to put together a team that you feel can three-peat as Stanley Cup champions. So you think they should not have messed with the winning formula. Is that what you're saying? Because I think Ryan Reeves was really coming around, and I think, uh, uh, you know, Ian Cole's played as good as ever, and, uh, you know, Gustafson, you know, just a boo. That that doesn't mean much right now. Okay, first off, let's take Gustafson. Gustafson. God, I mispronounced it. Let's take him out of the conversation because if you can't pronounce his name, you don't know his capabilities. As far as Ian Cole goes, again, boy, I'm going to... I should put this on a tape loop because I'm going to have to say it over and again. You do understand he was only the number five defenseman, right? Well, what I understand is that the team was playing really good, and I think if a team is... Oh, okay, really you, see, up, you see, you just think you know what you're talking about. You don't. The team was playing really well in February. Do you know how meaningless that is, to play well in February? I mean, it's good to get seeding and, and whatnot, but do you honestly think that playing well in February is a guaranteed carryover for two months come springtime? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about interfering with the, the way that the team was being uh, machined by uh, Sullivan the way he was doing Machine. it. Machined? And I think it's going to... Yeah, yeah, coaching. You know, I think... Um, okay, so, so you think you know more than Jim Rutherford? You think no, that I'm, because you, Joe, the, the Jamoke from Greensburg, thinks that they should have left well enough alone because that's what you're saying, Joe, even though you're trying to, you know, put a, a bit more of an explanatory twist on it. They should have left okay. well enough alone. That's what you're saying. And Jim Rutherford hey, go thinks easy. otherwise. No, go easy, Mark. Listen, again, what did he ever do? Huh? Remember when we traded for Iginla? Yeah, I thought it was a good move at the time. They got to the well, conference final, you know. Okay. Well, I thought uh, that didn't pan out good, and I thought you were trying to fix uh, uh, Honestly, I just, bro, I, I, you're being a semi-nice guy, but you don't know what you're yeah. talking about. You just don't. All right. I mean, I mean, you're, right, well, you're, you're, you're comparing something another general manager did five years ago by way of saying that what this different general manager did now was wrong. So okay. wh- here's what you're saying. Let me, let me try to get your philosophy in a nutshell, Joe. Okay. You you think that if you're winning, you just shouldn't adjust the team at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think uh, I think uh, you know Sully was doing a good job with the people he had. M- machining, as I've heard it said. Uh, okay, yeah. now now here's the thing: if what you say is true, you should never make an adjustment to a team that's doing well. Mm-hmm. A lot of trades that won a lot of championships would have never gotten made. And it's up to the general manager and the team operations department to not determine if they should leave well enough alone, Joe, but to determine if the team they have is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. And let's not forget, Mike Sullivan wants to keep Kessel, Sid, and Gino on separate lines. That is the centerpiece of his strategy, his lineup uh, machining, as it were, in uh, machinations would actually work better. And uh, with a better center, that's more logically doable. You feel me? I like it. I got you. All right. Okay. So, and you, and you know what, uh, Mark? I think uh, Sully has a chance to, uh, uh, you know, 
make this thing work because he has time. Right, because that was a horrible trade they made, but he'll overcome it. Joe, you didn't listen to a word I said, but that's okay because I didn't understand a word you said. Oy. But but that's what we're going to be battling. And, and here's the worst part. And yes, it will get worse. You do understand the Penguins probably won't win the Stanley Cup, right? I mean, every playoff year, if you let me bet on any one team or the field, I'm going to bet the field. I'm going to bet on the other 30 teams, in this case, the other 15 playoff teams, because that's just odds are how it's going to go. It's such a hard championship to win, never mind when you're trying to win a third in a row. And when the Penguins don't win this year, a disturbing portion of you will blame not having Ian Cole. You will. And you'll be just like that idiot that just called from Greensburg. And you're going to say, he should have left well enough alone. Chemistry, dressing room, even though you've never set foot in the friggin' dressing room. That's what you're going to talk about. And that's why a small part of me hates the job I have. I like it from the standpoint, I get paid a lot of money. I'm really famous. People pick up checks around town for me. There's one restaurant I've never paid to eat in that I go to all the time. That's because I'm a big deal. But I have to deal with idiots saying idiotic things. Like Ian Cole was the reason the Penguins were so good and now he's gone and we're screwed. The devil mocks my every step. You know, I, I get no quarter. But but that's okay, because I give no quarter. Uh, interesting item. LeBron James runs the NBA. We know that. No question. He has more influence than anybody in the league, including the commissioner and all the owners. Everybody. You know what his final act's going to be? He's got a 13-year-old son that's real good. At some point, that kid, LeBron Jr., LeBron Jr. and Sr. are going to play in the NBA together. When Jr. is 18 and LeBron is 39, uh, that's assuming the one-and-done rule is gone, if not wait a year, but that will happen. LeBron James and his kid playing together on the same team. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why the Penguins are better this year than last year but why there's more risk this year than last year. I am the super genius, and yes, that means a lot. For while I cannot prove I am, you can't prove I'm not. 105.90X.